gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RIP Refugees podcast. Ted here. John is not here. He is presumably finding another Latinx dish uh, to defile with his green slime. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that. <laughs> um, I had some pupusas without uh, hot sauce today, and let me tell you, they are perfectly fine without it. They do not need that. Uh, but joining me on the show, hopefully he agrees with my uh, with my takes on on pupusas. Otherwise, it's going to be a short show. Joshua Morgan from Tried and True. Joshua, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I am partial. I do enjoy the slaw a little bit more. I like to combine those two. But yeah, I, I'm less heavy on the sauce than than I've heard John is. Good, good. <laughs> that that is how it should be. You hear that, John? I might just replace you with him now. That's <laughs> might be. This might be it. All right, uh, y'all. Before before we get into the show, before we talk about um, the slate of games, I think it would be it would behoove us to to mention um, uh, the loss of a a great DC United uh, supporter. Uh, he is somebody who, if you if you asked around, uh, was was somebody who who uh, fans who was an incredible supporter, a uh, longtime supporter of the team. Uh, Big Rob. Uh, Passed away very peacefully uh, last night. Um, there is a a uh, a GoFundMe set up for his son Marco. Um, he was an only parent, so uh, his son Marco needs all the support we can get. Um, it's incredibly uh, incredibly sad uh, moment, I think, for fans. Um, I think the the, the big the thing was is that he passed away peacefully. Uh, he's somebody I, I I can't say I knew very well. I had sort of seen him around games. Um, I had sort of been around him. Um, I posted a link. I, I guess the the one memory I always I, that's that does make me laugh is uh, he was a he was a a, a side as a part of Kobe Jones's Hall of Fame speech. Uh, so go look that up. Uh, cue to minute four thirty four, and I think you'll you'll see everything that was bad. Joshua, I don't know if you had a chance to get to know uh, know Rob at all. I, I don't know how long you've been around the team, but uh, pretty sad moments uh, for for the team, and and um, hopefully hopefully de- hopefully fans can can continue on in his memory. Yeah, I, I only had experience with people who had knew, knew him, some of the, the OGs, um, and everyone who, who did know him had nothing but high high praise. And it, it speaks to his character, the reaction, and kind of the, the spark to, to make this family great um, you know, in mm-hmm. his passing, and, and we will miss him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so you know, again, we're gonna put up the link. If you have whatever you can, donate to his son, uh, his son Marco. Uh, give give whatever you can, whatever 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 it takes to to make sure to to help him out and to make sure uh, he can uh, he can recover this. He's he's lost his father, and and uh, you know he needs all the support he can get. And we know DC fans uh, stand up. Um, there are people who stood up to to give to Big Rob a lot. So I, I know for a fact uh, our fan base will stand up again. And, and support somebody, support one of our own. Um, yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> I, I said I wanted to open with this. Maybe that wasn't the best idea, but uh, but I guess we'll, we'll we'll move on. We'll talk uh, we'll talk a little uh, Washington spirit. Uh, let's 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 shift to a happier note. An actual team from the area who went out and won a game. Um, I had a chance to watch this. If you didn't miss, we did a uh, a card pack opening. Uh, we opened different NWSL cards and showed them off. Um, I had the best haul of the bunch, so uh, take that, John. It's not a competition, but I, I did have the best haul. 
Uh, but then we got to watch the game on Twitch, and um, I'm I, the camera work was. I don't know if you had like I, how much you watched this, Joshua, but the, the camera work was was terrible. <laughs> I, I, it was awful. It wasn't as bad as last night's. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that cut shot where we were tracking Ariola himself, but <laughs> yeah, I but did. It, it was a little shady. It is a baseball stadium, so what can you expect? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this is coming. I have I have watched many of of USL League One uh, productions. Let's just say uh, that that are that are uh, Art Deco in there in the way they're shot. Um, and I think at one point the the best the best part the best part of the shot was like the sort of right side of the field near the quarter flag was cut off because of like it's a baseball field. And so, and I was like, well, why don't they, don't they have a camera set up? And they did, and they shot to it. And when they go to that camera, it's literally facing directly in the sun. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's that's why. Um, that's why they're not doing it. Um, I So I, I, this is the first time I've actually seen an FC Kansas City, or Kansas, I, Kansas City NWSL, I guess. Um, I, I, I really want NWSL. There has to be someone out there that can pressure them to allow them to use Livestrong Sporting Park because – um, I, I'm not going to say the struggles in the beginning for the for the spirit uh, were entirely because of where which direction of the field where they were playing, uh, but it seemed like they're a team that tries to hold the ball, pass and move and possess, and uh, trying to do it on a infield where sort of the a carpet is sort of laid over it um, was not was not ideal. And I think I think they struggled. They struggled in this first half. Uh, what, what were some of did you if you had a chance to watch the game? What were some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I saw the game and I agreed that they they struggled in the first half. I, I'd almost go and say that they were lucky to come out just just down one. I, I thought that their goalkeeper saved them a few times, uh, mm-hmm. stood on their head for one save off a bad turnover. It, they, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough, and and maybe that was what happened: the 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 shorter pitch, the quicker pitch on the carpet, messed up their possession well, style. Yeah, well, I think I think you have a team. They get that early goal, and I think when you have a team that's been struggling like Kansas City, they're bottom of the table right now. Um, you know, they're they're still in flux. They're still trying to. You know, they basically had to. They they are they were carryovers from Utah Royals, but basically every one of their players was like, I don't want to go to Kansas City. Find a move for me, including uh, including uh, Kelly O'Hara, who's now with the Spirit. Um, she also was not in the game, so maybe that also led a little bit to the defensive uh, woes for the team. She is on. Uh, she is. She is something that's become common to Spirit fans is U.S. soccer saying, no, 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 she's not playing. Uh, fig- figure it out, uh, but we're, we, we don't want her playing. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we had, the, we had that sort of rough start. Uh, I was really watching. I, I was very excited when, uh, when Kumi Yokoyama uh, was out there be, because I think they are a, a, good, a, a player that I think can uh, contribute to this team, uh, but uh, they didn't have a good game. Uh, it was not a performance. I think that they will want to have. Uh, they will want to play back, uh, and and it's been a it's been a huge struggle for them. Um, so I, other than that, I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot from this game. Um, I, I don't know if you could really. I'm sorry from the first half at least. I don't know if you can really say anything that really stood out. It was a rough showing, uh, but then they enter the second half and it's a completely different story. I, I don't know if you had any thoughts. Any other players you want to mention? Anything? That sort of came to mind, even the first half, or, or we can transition to the fun part where we saw like the future of this team <laughs> come to life. I, I think you hit on a couple things there. I think O'Hara would have made a difference on the goal. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of a sloppy. The defender should have made the play, uh, especially mm-hmm. early in the game. Uh, and then yeah, Yokohama they, they they had a chance. And I've been a little bit frustrated with Ashley Hatch this season. Uh, she has four goals and 
is one of the highest goal scorers right now in the league. But I feel like she's missed some some key chances. Uh, I, I got to see her play a couple times in person, and, and mm-hmm. it felt a little bit off. And I was I was hopeful that there would be some sort of competition uh, there at the striker spot, but um, not based off of that first half, at least. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, the, the most entertaining part of the first half was how how clearly audible auto how how you can clearly hear Richie Burke on the sideline. <laughs> He's, <laughs> I think that's everywhere. He's always so loud. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. But uh, we get in the second half, and like I said, they switch the pitch. They're able to sort of play more on the ground, um, and uh, and suddenly things kind of come to life for the team. Um, they start to move the ball. They get they generate chances. Uh, they look a little bit better, uh, and we and we see. I, I think we. This is the first game. This was, I think, an important game because you're down one nothing. You know, you're you're against the team you should probably beat. That you're certainly more skilled that, skilled than, um, and you're 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 kind of trying to figure it out. Some chances are coming, nothing's really happening, uh, and then you you I think they get kind of two clear moments. Uh, you have a a ball falls to Andy Sullivan. Uh, she plays it over the top, uh, finds um, a really really incredible ball over the top, almost a. Uh, I, John was saying on the show is like I think Andy Sullivan is gonna like score a hat trick and then take off a shirt that says you know why always me Vodko, like why always me. Uh, she's not probably not happy about missing the Olympic roster, uh, but shows like what she can bring, which is her ability to to play the ball long, plays it over to to Trinity Rodman. Trinity Rodman does really well in a tight space to find Ashley Sanchez, and Ashley Sanchez just uh, puts on a, a clinic dribbling and finishing, um, just an absolutely incredible goal. Uh, I, I literally stood out in my seat. Uh, that I think that's sort of her first big moment of the season. Uh, she may have had a couple of times, but that was the first moment when I was like, if we get more of that this season, we got something here. Um, I think this is the type of player who you could you could have a dark horse, like MVP, dark horse championship team with, with the way Washington spirited, if they can put that together consistently. Wow. Is that for, for Trinity or, or for Ashley? For for Ashley, for Ashley, yeah, wow. we'll talk about Trinity next. She she gets her moment next. But. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I, she, <laughs> she does have a good moment here, and, and yeah, you could see this one coming, especially on this goal. They were controlling possession, especially. I think they had it for like the uh, at least a couple minutes before this goal happened, and, mm-hmm. and then yeah, they just Sullivan just tries something, puts it far post. Trinity is amazing, yep. and, and she does that all the time. Her her close control, her creativeness, and then decisiveness is just great, and. The, I know she's about to have her moment, but I wanted to. And then, yeah, Sanchez puts it away, and, and you love to see that. It, it's it's so good, and I, I think she's one of my favorite players on this team as well. I, I could see a dark horse run for her too. Yeah, I, I I think my biggest thing about Sanchez has been consistency. Um, I feel like she she started the season. She's had a, she had a little bit of a rough start. Um, I think she I think she had some personal things going on. Uh, I think that maybe was contributing uh, to it a little bit. Um, so, uh, I think then, I think now that she's kind of over that, um, you know, she, she has the season now she, she's going to get opportunities. The Olympics are going to come up. Uh, she's not on the roster, um, obviously, but this is a chance for her to show herself. Um, I, 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 I say it's akin to, uh, I remember in, what was it? 20, I think it was 2015, uh, when Crystal Dunn did not make the, uh, did not make the, uh, the, the, the world cup roster. For the for the U.S. women's team, and then she just proceeded to go on a tear that year and and got the spirit to the championship game. 
um, that season. Uh, literally single-handedly by herself, won the MVP, was the Golden Boot winner. Literally everything, she 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 sort of uh, made her mark uh, that she is now a huge part of that national team. So maybe we see the same thing for Ashley Sanchez, or maybe we see the same thing for Trinity Rodman. Um, the the U.S. attack is getting a little bit on the older side now. You look you look at the roster. You got uh, Alex Morgan is I think third in her thirties. Um, obviously, we know Megan Rapinoe's there. Uh, I think Christian Press is, is going to – she's the in-prime player. She's going to have her moment. But uh, there's going to be some, some some turnover in that in that offensive her third. So I think this is a huge opportunity for both those players. Uh, let's talk about Trinity Rodman, the goal, the winning goal. Um, but I, I think it's worth mentioning uh, Tori Huster just makes a play. Uh, pressure, win the ball. Uh, I, I think Hernan Lasada would be proud of that press. Um, just presses the ball, wins it. Uh, nice ball over the top, and then uh, Trinity Robin does Trinity Robin things, and just cuts, makes a beautiful cut, and gets the goal. I almost freaked out because I thought she got injured. Like she literally just falls down, and I'm like, "Please don't tell me she's injured. <laughs> I don't need that. Please, no." Yeah, it was, no. it was great, and I think there's a lot to what you're saying. Is that yes, the the Olympic roster is definitely on the older side, especially up front, and and if these mm-hmm. if these players can get some time and some cohesiveness and, and really get to display themselves, man, if they could get half the career Crystal Dunn has had, we'd be super excited here. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got, I think the difference is it was like Crystal Dunn. And obviously I think Allie Krieger, I think was on the team and she left, but she was kind of the, the main, the main show on that team um, for a long time. And it was a lot in those games where it was, um, if Crystal Dunn wasn't going to get it done, then the team, I think, struggled a little bit. And I think we saw it in the in the final that year. Uh, this year, you've got two probably of the most promising talents in uh, in Ashley Sanchez and Trinity Rodman. I really want to know, because I, I know that like Trinity Rodman and Ashley Sanchez were not number one picks. Like There is a team that passed over those players. And I, and I can't remember who, who was drafted first uh, for, for Louisville, but I really leave some questions of like, when you look at that, you're like, well, so why, why, why didn't you take him? Maybe we're having our we're having our Orlando moment when like Daryl DK falls to like fifth or sixth yeah. or something, and it's like <laughs> and Inter Miami passes on him twice, and and look at that. So, um, but yeah, I guess uh, just just a nice solid win, a great comeback win. Um, it set the the weekend on a high note, and we thought that high note was going to continue. And unfortunately, fortunately, anything else you want you want to drop about this game? Anything anything else you saw before we uh, close it up? I, I just like the season so far for the Spirit. It feels like they they're consistently at least at least in games and, and then pulling off wins when when they need them. And uh, I hope they can continue this throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I I think I think you 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 hit you hit a lot of this because this, this was not. I mean, with both these teams, with both DC United and Washington Spirit, this was not this is not supposed to be their season. This, they're supposed to be sort of rebuilding i think the spirit are kind of in year you know two or three but you look at the talent like well they got a lot of young talent and basically they i mean they blew i mean we thought for a while that rose lavelle was going to be sort of the main anchor they blew it up and now they've got like almost a completely new different style of attack that they've implemented uh so i think we were all kind of like when roosevelt got traded we're like all right i guess we're, we're going through maybe a rebuild process uh but what you've seen now is that that's almost seems like it's ahead of schedule uh, where now they're clearly a dark horse contender, and uh, and I think with DC we're seeing the same thing. Uh, we're seeing a lot of exciting. It's very different. It's 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 excitement. It's 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 interest. It's young players doing incredible things. And uh, uh, we're, we'll, we'll we'll let's shift gears. Let's talk. Uh, let's get to the bad. 
or the maybe not so bad. <laughs> I think there, I think there's some conflicting feelings about some fans about this team about this game uh, and a lot of things. Uh, DC United went over to uh, New Jersey, Red Bull Arena, decked out in blue to play New York City FC. Um, uh, Lasada made I think what was it four changes in the lineup. He sat Brilliant, uh, or he put Brilliant in. He put uh, Nigel Roberto obviously gets his first start. Moses Nyman. And I'm trying to remember who the other players were. Assad. Uh, Does Assad start for the first yep, time in a while? Emil Assad. Yep. And uh it started off really very well. Uh let's let's talk about Moses Nyman, man. Just uh, just an unbelievable ball over the top. Uh I, I I he went out early and and I, I was worried I think we were worried. I think I was like he pulled up. He had like a hamstring. Apparently it was exhaustion, which it's a little concerning, but just an incredible ball over the top. Um, I I think with that pass, I'm I, I thought maybe you know maybe we get like three years out of Moses before he starts generating some buzz. I think a year just got chopped off of that. I think we got two years with him uh, before he's he's moving on somewhere else. Oh man, I, <laughs> I've been trying to the, the push down any any talk of transfers over on our show at least, <laughs> and at least on Twitter. I've been don't talk about it yet because because they will come for this guy. He is is mm-hmm. way too good already for for what he what he is a 17 year old player uh homegrown and, and i could see him taking that germany route that we've seen so many times uh from mls i think he would really fit in that way i i think see i think dc got maybe a little bit lucky that the um the uh the u20 world cup did not take place this year uh it was canceled because i'm wondering like you know 2021 he would have been, I forget where it was supposed to be played, but he probably would have been on that 2020, you know, U20 World Cup roster and contributing for that team and maybe making, you know, making a name for himself. And then suddenly that's when the buzz starts to get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more pronounced. Uh, I think we're going to start to see it. I think the, the, he has to keep it up. Um, and right now there still is a very much a tight sort of log jam in that center of the park uh, between Russell Canals. Junior Marino is now coming back. Uh, his Venezuela team was unable to make it past the uh, uh, past the next round into Copa America, um, so he'll be back. So now that's another that's another position in there. Um, but just what he brings, like just an offensive ability, is something I think that neither Felipe Martins or um, or Junior Marine were able to bring because Russell Canales is your yeah. locked in starter in that center of the park. I'm um, I'm so glad you say that because. Uh, I think it's a stark difference between when Felipe is the partner with Canals and, and when mm-hmm. Moses is. And I, I, I absolutely love when Moses is on the field because he can do things like he did last night and, 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 and so much more. Uh, he's, he's definitely an offensive threat that, that maybe Felipe is a little bit more balanced. Well, I, I think there's an age, there is an age thing with Felipe and, and I know he listens to the show, so I, we still love you, buddy, <laughs> but it, and it, it is a style thing with him too. Um, for sure. And, and, and he's more of a, he's more of a destroyer. I just think when, when, when you, you just notice it, um, I noticed it when it was Felipe and, uh, and, uh, and, and I think it was Felipe and Canals in the, in the Miami game. Uh, when I was watching it live, I was like, man, you know, we're getting great work down the wings with, with Kevin Paredes. My, my thing is if, if you're going to have Felipe out there, then Kevin Paredes needs to be out there because then at least you get that width. Uh, because if if you don't if you don't if you have that 
Uh, like when they had Joseph Moore out there, you had Moses Nyman who was able to sort of spray the ball and move it forward. And I think that's when DC looked really good. Uh, and then he comes off, you put in, uh, you put in Felipe and you've got Joseph Mora, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, obviously Julian Gressel is going to get forward, but there's still just, there isn't a lot of offensive uh, movement, I think uh, on this team uh, when, when, when he's, when he's not out there. Um, do, do we want to talk about, um, and also we should probably mention Nigel Roberta getting his first goal. Um, a lot of fans, I think, have been I think that he he might he might win the he might win the award for like the best timing as far as a goal goes because <laughs> yeah we all know that Ola Kamara is uh is is not on the fans uh uh favorite striker right now um and he and he has struggled to put the ball in the back of the net but he finds the back of the net for you do you think Nigel Roberta does he get the start now over Ola Kamara at this point Oh, man, this is tough because I, I really <laughs> I know do, it is. I really do like Roberta, and I, I think long, maybe not even long term, like mid term, he's probably the better striker for us. But Ola is so much more experienced in this league and, and has done well in the past, and maybe not recently. But uh, it's tough for me, I, and I and I like that this is the question that we have. I like that Roberta is pushing for it, that he got a start and, and he took full advantage of it. I, I think he caught the defenders by surprise there because he. He kind of drags it to the left and takes it with his left foot. I, I don't know if they didn't <laughs> think uh, a striker in MLS could do that or, or what, but he absolutely blasted and, and showed well for himself. So, yeah, I'd like to see more of Roberta, but right now, if you had to tell me which striker is number one, it's it's still Olaz, I think. It's, it's, it's competitive, and I think that was, for me, that was the moment. And, and, and to be honest, Roberta was doing some things that... It, the game sort of shifted. I think DC's mentality kind of shifted a little bit in the game. Obviously, NYCFC uh, kind of woke up a little bit. Um, but I think that that goal was important for for a couple of things. First of all, it showed, okay, I can score in this league. Because I think that's always the concern when we we bring these players in from, you know, let's, let's face it, the Bulgaria League is not, uh, I'm not watching the Bulgaria <laughs> champions play in the, you know, last 16 of the Champions League every year. So yeah. let's, you know, let's, you, you can light it up in Bulgaria as much as you want. I and mean, we all we saw the uh, we saw um, Eric Sorga light it up in uh, Estonia. I think that's right. I want to be sure. And uh, he came here and and he was he was fine. Uh, he, he he gets a, a lucky goal and I and um, but I think he he's shown that it's he just maybe doesn't quite have that MLS level. Um, and and we're seeing it by the fact that he is. Not on the, not on the, really not on the field anymore. Um, I don't think he's even been on the bench. I, I don't. I, I haven't seen him in the eighteen. He might be he? injured I, right now, but I think a move okay. to Louda That's is, true. That's true. Is pending. So I, I, yeah, I agree that Sorga hasn't quite showed it. I don't know where the Estonian league and the Bulgarian league stack up, <laughs> but you, you kind of even if even if we knew, you'd kind of have to see it on the field, and and so it was really good to see Roberto break through. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see him get a goal. Um, we hope. I hope this is not a. Raphael Gladiator moment um, where we watched in 2013. I don't know if you remember. Watched Raphael like hit a ball from half field uh, into the back of the net. And we thought, oh my gosh, this is it. He's going to be great. He's going to be amazing. And then literally never played another minute for DC. <laughs> like it was, uh, yeah, that, 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 that was a bad, that was a bad year. A uh, bad year for, for a lot of reasons. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, uh, we got a nice goal from Roberta. Um, I thought he did some good hold up play. I thought he did. There was a side to him. I thought, you know, if he can just get comfortable, if, if he can get confident, uh, and if he can find that striker's boot, I think now it's now more of a discussion 
where before it was like, you know, I, I was like, hey, you might not like Ola, but tell me who else is out here that that's yeah. worth it. Uh, a goal like that starts to make you say, okay, now now there's a discussion. There's a discussion um, the discussion to be had. Uh, so we talked about the good. Uh, obviously, Moses Nyman comes off. Um, they go into halftime. I really did think, actually, I'll have to go back and look. Uh, Bill Hamid, I think, came out and made some incredible saves, too. Um, it, it's kind of a shame because this is – we talked a lot about uh, – and I know you all have talked about it on your, on your show about – you know, we, we've been waiting for Bill Hamid to come back, and we're waiting for that game, I think, where he wins you those points. He keeps you in the game. And he did everything in his power to keep D.C. with three points. Um, it's just things happened <laughs> that were that were pretty bad. Um, yeah. But uh, any anything else you want to – do you want to touch on anything, anything that's on your mind about the game? Uh, we're going to get to the bad. We're going to get to the bad. But I want to make sure we get through any any sort of any sort of ideas or thoughts you had about about this game. Uh, I, I have some thoughts about. I, I did see some huddle play from Roberto that was that was encouraging. Uh, I also, oh man, I see the borderline between good and bad. It's, it's kind of great. <laughs> um, it, it was different seeing seeing Mora start. I think he he just offers something completely different than than Paredes at this point and. Uh, that's not a knock on him. It's just it's it's weird that DC United has players who are are good in multiple positions, and and have different characteristics on the field, and we can employ them in different types or in different scenarios. So we can talk a little bit more about that when we when we get to the bad, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. I am I am currently running without Wi-Fi right now. Just FYI, <laughs> I'm using my phone to talk to you all, and we'll figure it out later. Uh, it's the nature of where I am right now. Um, but yeah, but the, I mean, some, some of the bad, I guess you can talk about, I'll start off. Um, I, I, I have, I have crippling fear now. I bought a Paul Areola Jersey and it feels like every time, every time I buy a player Jersey, uh, I like put some sort of hex on them and they don't play well. Um, it started in the Miami game. I don't think he was bad. It just wasn't very good. Montreal wasn't better. And this might've been. I think this has been Paul's worst performance of the season. Um, he is not being, I mean, he is one of the designated players on this team. And, you know, I, I think one of the, one of the stories of this season has been DC is where they are and they've gotten really not much out of their, out of their high paid players, Edison Flores, Paul Riola, Julian Gressel, um, and even Ole Kamara you can throw in there, Jordi Reyna. Some of those guys are like the more higher paid players. It's been role players. It's been the the, the young homegrown players uh, this year. And and uh, but I and so I think it, it gives you hope that hey, we're still out here competing and, and nearly winning games without our best players playing well. Maybe if that shifts. But uh, Paul, Paul did not have a good game. I don't know if he had the same opinion, but uh, I, th- I didn't think he was he was good at all. Yeah, I. I don't want to be too tough on him. I'm curious to see, did, did you see any kind of difference in the way he's played? Because I, I kind of saw him more up top sometimes. And I, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's maybe his poor play was the result of us asking him to do something a little bit out of his comfort zone. Um, did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I did see him sort of play a little bit more up top. Um, I, I think his biggest problem, I think, is he's trying. I, I feel like he's trying to do. His 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 best he's he's at his best when he is running at opponents, uh, full speed, and I feel like sometimes he gets held up now, and he's trying to like you know maybe make a move or do something like that instead of okay if I get held up maybe make a pass and then try to find a, another run. I feel like he's trying to do a little bit too much on the ball, 
Um, he, he's not, he's trying to, he's trying to dribble. He's trying to slowly, you know, sort of methodically move the ball in. And I'm like, you're at your best. He's at his best when he is flying, when he is just full speed ahead, dribbling fast, dribbling quick. I think that's when you see him have his best moments and his best opportunities. So uh, I, I hope, I hope it, you know, maybe it's just a matter of finding that right moment and he'll turn it around and have a better game. Um, I thought like, and I know he can do it because the, the, the Miami game on the, uh, on the road, uh, I think before the break, he was fantastic. He was like one of the best players out there on the field, I thought, uh, in that game. And so I know he has it. I know it's there. He just needs to to figure it out. Uh, I, I kind of a, I, I feel like Julian Gressel, I don't know what to make of him. I, I want to say he had a bad game, but he I think he had some good service. Uh, he, he generated at least a few opportunities from his service. Um, it's not all there yet. Uh, I, I don't know where he fits, where he fits necessarily in the, in the spectrum of good or bad. I feel like some people knock on him. Um, I don't know. I feel like your show has been your show is is maybe a little bit harsh on on Julian. Um, I don't know who I some, I mix up voice. I'm not sure who's the one who's being harsh, but <laughs> I, I'm most of the time the Julian Gressel defender. I I, <laughs> I I thought we should have drafted him when he when when he was coming through, and and then so I paid a little bit of attention to him in Atlanta, and he was tearing it up, and I was so excited for him to come here, and, and and yeah, it's it's been mixed bag because he he does create he puts in crosses that you're like this should be finished. Uh, but a lot of times it doesn't go, and I don't know if that's just like a chemistry thing, or you know, a, b- a bad striker, or you know, a bad, a bad striker, but missed chances. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. I don't know if he's good or bad, or if we just have too high of expectations for a right back. I I do think his role is something that should get brought up because when he was with Atlanta, I'm pretty sure yes, he did play some wing back, but he was higher up the field. And in this role, he's asked to sort of play as kind of a two-way player. Uh, he does get forward. I think he does really well. He has done really well. Uh, I, he has looked much, much better when Kevin Paredes is out there. Because I think the biggest problem, the biggest deficit of this team might actually be Joseph Mora. Because when Mora's out there, suddenly teams are like, okay, we don't have to worry necessarily much about the offensive pressure from Mora. Um when Paredes is out there, they have to contend with both those sides, and that's when you're seeing the cross. You saw in the Miami game, you saw it in the uh, in the in the in the Montreal game. Once both those players are out there, there have teams have to have to account for that, and that gives more space on that wing. When you have more out there, who's you know does have some offensive tendencies, a more defensive minded player, uh, teams kind of say, okay, we're just going to focus our attention then on Julian Gressel because we know he's going to go up top. Um, I, I like when Moore's out there. I can't remember any runs Moore does in the offensive third. I can't really come up with anything. No, I, I can't either. And I, I think you're, I think you're right because if you looked at the first few games, we were playing almost exclusively through the right. And mm-hmm. and now that Kevin's got a few starts, and he's, he's, he's when he's on the field, you don't know what he's going to do. He's going to try to cut inside, or he might get wide. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. it probably brings a bit of balance, and hopefully Julian Gressel benefits from that. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we see more Kevin Paredes. Uh, I think he made a sub appearance. I don't remember too much, much that he did in this, in that game. That was this game. That was, that was as noticeable. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from, from the role he was asked to play. Um, let's get to the, let's get to the bad. Let's, let's, let's swallow. Let's, let's take that shot of, of, of badness. Uh, that was that final, that final minute, because I mean, I was thinking like, I was kind of watching this game and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're, you know, NYCFC is, 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 kind of is getting the chances but 
I just, I kind of feel like this team's going to see this one out, and this would be such a huge like signature win, like one nothing over New York on the road. I mean, this is the type of game you know I I pay attention to where DC's playing, and there's no other MLS competition because that's usually the games where you see um, or not much competition. That is, that's usually the games where you see more national media like talking about the game, and you know when it's when it's at seven o'clock with five other seven o'clock games, uh, people tend to watch other things. Uh, so I, I feel like like the game against Miami where we won three nothing. I was like, no one was really talking about. It was all oh, like how bad Miami is, or that's kind of their their takeaway. Uh, so I was like, man, this this is it. This is the moment we're gonna get. And then it, it was one one, and I'm like, okay, but it's still like a you know, hey, we'll get the point. That's a little disappointing. And then um, I, I feel so bad for for Donovan Pines uh, because he got cooked on that goal, and it's so sad because he has been so good. Just so amazingly good. Lasada's goal right now, because I'm sure he he maybe feels at fault for that goal. Lasada's goal is need, needs to keep him keep him up because uh, he has been uh, he has really made a major step in his game, and it was so it was so sad. And then he and you know there were national media members that were cooking him. Oh man, look, he got burned. It was yeah, that that was rough. I felt really bad for him because he's been so good, and he he played he played every single minute. I'm pretty sure every single minute of those games. Yeah, every single minute of those three games. Yeah. I don't think and maybe he gets subbed out once, but yeah, and I, I think that was a huge factor. And, and yeah, the national media don't pay attention to all the games like we do, <laughs> and so maybe they miss some of that. That yeah, he played three games this week, almost all the all the minutes, and, and it's what the ninety fourth or or so, and he's man, yeah, that's that's a big ass for a player who probably shouldn't be put in that situation. You know? mm-hmm. Especially someone who's asked, I mean, if, if he's more of a stay at home, if his team playing sort of a stay at home style and, you know, Lasada, Lasada did uh, sort of take take responsibility uh, for that. He, the team was trying to push, I think, for that winner. I think they saw an opportunity uh, and they got burned on it really, really badly. Um, I, I'm not I, I was I was a little bit upset at the Montreal game um, with with how uh, with how Anand Lasada uh sort of kept players on, I thought, for too long. Um, maybe that plays a factor in this game, but then he sort of did switch some things up. Um, I was a little bit harsh on him. I thought he should have subbed some players out. Once it went down to 10 men, I thought, you know, we've got some options, whereas we can get some fresher legs, we can push for that goal, uh, and we can sort of save some reserves for for the for the New York game, uh, which is which is your bigger game, in my opinion. Um, and... I, but you know what? I, I'm really not upset that he's I, – I want my coaches to go for the win. If it's there, take it. I If we lose a, a point or two because of it, so be it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not losing – I'm not losing too much sleep over, over that. Um, I like the aggressive style. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe it's Ben. Maybe it's just all the moments with Ben. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I, I like an aggressive style. I don't know if you feel the same way or if you're, if you're upset that Lasada was trying to push – maybe for that win um, or try to go for it. Uh, I mean, that's been his ethos from the beginning. He said he'd rather win what the five, four or, or something ridiculous than one, nothing. And, and I think it kind of came up in this game and, and maybe there's a lesson to be learned there for, for both pines and Lasada. Uh, you know, they're both early in their careers for DC United. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, are we really going to be mad about a, a point on the road that we could have gotten in a month or two? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's important to know. I mean, I think if we're, if we're a team that is top of the table competing 
knowing that we're going to compete for that top spot, maybe we're a little bit more upset about about watching that slide. Uh, but I think right now we 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 have accepted what this team is. We have accepted that we are a work in progress. We are a team that is going to, um, that is going to, to it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to, uh, to, to build up and it's going to take some time to, um, to put it together. And I, and I think we, we've all sort of just kind of accepted that, that this is what it is. And, um, I think there, there's general, there's, there's upsetness and maybe a little bit of anger. I'm sure there. Uh, they're the people out there that think that DC should win every year and every year they should be yeah. champions and this is unacceptable. Um, and there are the people who seem to to live on the negativity uh, on this team. And um, I, I think those people uh, can recognize that you can you can you can be you can say positive things. You don't have to be you don't have to be all negative and and assume that that makes you that makes you balanced. Um, I, I get I I kind of don't ascribe to that, but. Uh, a tough, a tough thing for Donovan. Um, a tough, tough result for the team. Um, I guess the question is one. I guess one thing I want to add. I hope, I hope this. I hope Arnon. I think said he said, "Oh, it won't happen again. I won't do this again." I'm like, "Nah, man. Do you keep keep this up? Like, <laughs> if I see us start bunkering when we're like one one against against like Toronto next week, I'm gonna be a little bit mad, man. Come on. Yeah. Well, what was it all for? We should, if we go back to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Go for it, man. Do do you like we're going to we're going to have more moments when we win. Like I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this this looking forward to watching DC United games. I am still looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to next week, too, when we play Toronto, um, who uh, just got dropped by FC Cincinnati. I don't know. Like I, Toronto, I feel like is a team we can talk about a little bit because this is going to be a game where you where you're going to have like uh Chris, uh, Chris Armas, I uh, sorry, Chris Arm, yeah, yeah, Chris Armas, who we passed over, yeah, as a coach, <laughs> who was supposed to, we, we did, I remember we did a whole show where we interviewed, uh, we interviewed Mark Fishkin from Seeing Red, oh, like wow. we were like, all right, we want to know who this guy is, he's going to be the coach, and then it was like, nope, never mind, doesn't happen, and then he goes to Toronto, and uh, Pete, and it's it's so interesting, I, a lot of people have sort of brought up with Chris Armas, I think if I think what Chris Armas is trying to do. I think this is a nature of a bad fit uh, with Chris Armas. I think actually if Chris Armas came here and was trying to do the same things he's doing with DC, uh, I think he would have been more successful. I don't know if he would be as successful as Lasada. Um, I think Lasada has a bit more of a um, charisma. Uh, you know, on the football manager meter, he has the charisma bar a little bit higher maybe than Armas, so he can he can rally the troops uh, maybe a little bit better. Um, but. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. This is sort of a uh, a a, uh, a tale of two teams that that took very different directions, uh, and different teams that have different players uh, in mindset. Um, and this is a team in Toronto that just got dropped by uh, by Lucho and Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's going to be a fun game. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I think I think you're onto something. I don't want to make it all about them because I feel good about Lasada over Armas. So it'll come back to bite us and, and we'll end up not looking <laughs> great against them. But but overall I, I think, yeah, you can't you can't be mad at, at what we've gotten from Lasada, the charisma and, and the ethos that he brings to the team. It makes DC United fun to watch again, like you said. Uh and it's it's a little bit fun to watch Toronto struggle like this, and and it might be, it might be the bad fit that you're talking about. I think it is. I mean, 
I feel like Toronto like is I'm not like I feel like Toronto like they had I think they were not expecting Greg Vanny to leave. I think that really took them by surprise, and I think they've almost panicked in their coaching to see, like uh yeah let's, let's Chris Armas go ahead come on yeah do it, and I think Chris Armas is asking his team to do something, and the, and the players have talked about it too, which is like <laughs> they're like yeah we're being asked to play a pressing team, and we've been built to be a possession team. Yeah. And when you do that and you're trying to force it, uh, that, that's not usually a, a good scenario. I, I I have a feeling Chris Armas like looks back and I think maybe he looks over at what Lasada is doing and he's like, I think I made the wrong choice. <laughs> I think maybe if I had been here, I would have had a team that was a little bit more receptive. But I mean, I agree. I, I think Lasada, I think we we made the better hire. I think Lasada is doing an excellent job, and uh, it's going to be curious to see who comes out on top in this game. Um, and it's going to be even funnier if, I don't know, maybe Josie Altador, DC signs Josie Altador. Hey, Kai Kamara is still out there, too. We're looking for a striker. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see it. Um, I guess uh, we'll, we'll, we'll close this a little bit. Uh, you, are a, you are a Charleston Battery fan. Yes. Uh, so you can, you can talk a little bit about this. This is almost like it was planned. Oh. It was planned a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Loudoun United losing 3 nothing to Charleston. Um Someone I think brought up a brought up a stat. It's like since beating like New York Red Bulls two last August, I think it was Ryan Kiefer. The Loud United are one fourteen and one, so that's one win, fourteen losses, and one draw. I think I got that stat right. I hope I did. Um, but it's it's either way, it's abysmal. Um, it's not good. Uh, but you're a, you're a Charleston fan. I know you're happy. Uh, so I know you actually watched the city caught the second half. Yeah. Uh, like what? Do you, any anything you got from that game? Um, that that was like noticeable. Uh, I, what I've gotten from from and I won't generalize the whole season, but I watched both the the Charleston game that was in Loudon and and this one that was away to Charleston. And, and, and people have said this online that Loudon don't actually play this bad. I, I don't. They they just. It's hard to say a team is is getting unlucky breaks when they're one and fourteen and one, but they they play good soccer. It's just. Something in the defense falls apart, or, or something in the attack doesn't come through. Uh, three nothing is, is harsh. I thought the one nothing uh, a few weeks ago was, was very harsh. Uh, it's mm-hmm. tough, but I'm not sad about it. See, I, I think there is. So you know, it reminds me so much about, and I think it's the second time I brought up 2013 DC United because that team that was constructed had no business being as bad as they were that season. They were not a good team. Let's be clear. They were not world beaters on that team, but they had no business, I think, being as bad as they were that season. It's, it's something, it's it's like, it, it. I feel like it's almost a mentality thing. You know, it's like, and we. I think we saw it a bit from, from Ben Olsen. We've seen it, we saw it from Ben Olsen teams. It was like, yeah, they weren't playing that bad, but they weren't really doing much that was really noticeable. Maybe you get one or two nice moments. I think they're more competitive than they were. At 2020, you just throw out because that was a weird COVID year. Uh, they could not get players that could come down. I think they were – that team was built uh, to have players like, I mean, probably Donovan Pines, to have some of your sort of younger players able to – Eric Sorga, I think, was sort of designed there. Uh, but to have those players be kind of in that – in that team, uh, you know, moving between them, getting some maybe a little bit boost in, in talent. And that couldn't happen with the way COVID was set up. So that team was not built to the, the constructed well, let's say, because they assumed that they were going to have some loanies down from D.C. Um, and then 2021, it seemed like they built more of a, a solid team and they were actually able to utilize 
uh, utilize some players uh, down in 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 Loudon. So from from DC to Loudon, uh, Kamardi Smith is now going to be there uh, as well. So I'll be curious to watch him and see how he does. Uh, you're right; they're not they're not playing badly. It's just it's just not coming together. Uh, it's whatever it is, snake bit, whatever you want to call it. So. Um, not good. All right. Um, I think, I think that's going to do it for this show. A little bit of a shorter show than what we've had. Um, I, I apologize. I'm sure maybe there's some people in the chat rigging me up. I cannot see you in the chat. I apologize. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, any, uh, Joshua, before we let you go, man, tell the good people where, uh, where you can listen to, uh, to try to, to try and true. Yeah. You got your podcast, you cover DC too. So yeah. Uh, every, Every post game, we try to go as soon as possible. Normally, it's like 10, 15 minutes. But sometimes, sometimes if it's super late, we'll be in the next morning. But you can find us on Twitter at Tried and True DCU. Uh, we're on Twitch and YouTube with the same name. Uh, just search us and, and join us. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's it's not a lot of analysis. We're, we're not here for, for calm, easy takes. We're, we're here to express our feelings and positive, negative, and hopefully get, you know, end on a positive note and, and help you all out. <laughs> You got you guys are the hot takes. You guys are the are the are the are the energy. You guys bring the energy and and we're the we. I think I think if we did we see the reason we don't do the hot takes is is that's what happened to me in the Montreal game was I was heated at that moment and I blew up on that podcast and that's why we we are smart and we push me off until the next day when I get to sleep and and have some time to think about it. Trust me, there's some there's some there's some games where I wish I had slept on it. <laughs> <laughs> It always, hey man, it's all, it's all fun. Well, Joshua, thank you so much for joining us guys. Uh, we will be back. Uh, I think we're going to have a, a, another spirit, spirit player interview lined up for you. Um, I've been sort of following John while he's been communicating that and getting that together on vacation. Uh, so definitely stick around for that. John will be back next week. Uh, and guys, we will catch you uh, next on Thursday for our normal Thursday show. Vamos. <laughs>